Hi, Samuel, could, you, could I pick you up? You see, this is all planned. You see, if two women came along with one baby and they started to say, he's mine, and the other one said, he's mine, how would you decide whose baby it belonged to? There's no DNA in these days. So, tell you what, uh, LB, you put your hands down, we'll listen to the reading. Can I give him back to you? The one woman said, My master, this woman and I live in the same house. While we were living together, I had a baby. Three days after I gave birth, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There wasn't anybody else in the house except from the two of us. The infant son of this woman died one night when she rolled over him in her sleep. She got up in the middle of the night and took my son. I was sound asleep, mind you and put him at her breast, and put the dead son at my breast. When I got up in the morning to nurse my son, he was this dead baby. But when I looked at him in the morning light, I saw immediately that he wasn't my baby. Not so. Said the other woman. This living one's mine, the dead one's yours. The first woman countered. No, your son's a dead one, mine's a living one. They went back and forth in this way in front of the king. The king said... See, this woman says, the living son is mine, and the dead one is yours. And the other woman says, no, the dead one's yours, and the living one's mine. After a moment, the king said, bring me a sword. And they brought the sword to the king, and he said... Cut the baby in two. Give one half to one of the women and one half to the other one. The real mother of the living baby was overcome with emotion for her son and said, Oh no, master, give her the whole baby alive, don't kill him. But the other one said, If I can't have him, you can't have him, cut away. The king gave his decision. Give the living baby to the first woman. Nobody is going to kill this baby. She is the real mother. The word got around. Everyone in Israel heard of the king's judgment. They were all in awe of the king, realising that it was God's wisdom that enabled him to judge truly. Thanks be to God for his word. And so did you understand what was going on? Thank you, Samuel, for coming out again. (laughs) You can sit down. That Solomon had been given this gift of wisdom. And when he said, cut the baby in half, he didn't really want to cut the baby in half. That would have been a terrible thing. But he was trying to find out who was the real mother. Because the real mum would have preferred the baby to be alive even with a woman who wasn't his mother than see the baby die 
And so everybody were, was amazed about his wisdom. Thank you, Samuel. <laughs> yes, LB. <laughs> Sorry? Oh, right, yeah, that was your answer. Somebody would come and judge, yes. Yes, it, it wouldn't have perhaps been easy, but yes, that could have happened. Now, I'd just like to, uh, to tell you... Could I have the first slide up, please, Colin? In 1961, which was just after I was born... I won't ask if anybody else was born there. Yes, one or two of you were. That this was built. Can you see that? It's a, a wall. In fact, it, it was two walls. It's called the Berlin Wall. It was after the war. After the war, Berlin, the German capital, was split into two. Partly it was owned by one side, partly the other side. And they built this wall. And you can see it's got horrible barbed wire and and trying to stop anybody going from one side to the other. Just to give you an impression, imagine Glover Road. You know the road that runs all the way around locking stumps? Imagine that was a wall. Okay, you couldn't cross Glover Road because there's a wall there. That's the sort of thing that happened. I wonder what would happen. Some of you live within Glover Road. You wouldn't be able to go out of that and see your friends who live outside. Some of you live outside of Glover Road. If you wanted to go to Dylan's shop, you wouldn't be able to go. Or to go to school. <laughs> Perhaps I won't. Uh, and, um, or to come to church. I wonder how many of you came from outside Glover Road to come to church this morning. You wouldn't have been able to do it. It was an awful thing if you're trying to get out to work. And so this was a dreadful thing and many people died trying to cross over the, the wall. Next slide, please. And so some people, if their friends or family were on one, the other side, all they could do was try and peek through the wall to try and see them. There was no Skype in those days. You couldn't see people. You could phone them, but you couldn't perhaps see them uh, and so it was an awful thing and split the city, split up families, split up uh, friendships. It also affected churches. I'll go tell you about two churches. This one um, uh, is the Church of Reconciliation. Reconciliation means sort of friendship, Church of Friendship. But I don't know if you can see it. Ah, well done. That's it there. And it's in the middle of the wall. Because, uh, like I said, there was two walls. So I don't know if you can see those straight lines. And the, the church happened to be, because the church was built before the wall, there's the wall going all the way along there. And so nobody could get to the church. And this was the church of friendship, the church of reconciliation. So the only people get there was the, uh, the border guards, and they use a tower as a lookout. Eventually, they knocked the church down. Remember that church, because I'll tell you what happened later. Okay, next slide. 
Another church, St. Nicholas Church, this is, uh, this is it, and you can still see this church today. They started to pray. They started to pray on a Monday night. The minister said, I think we ought to pray that the Berlin Wall comes down. Sometimes less than 12 people came to the prayer meeting. It was on a Monday night and perhaps they were busy with other things. Perhaps they thought prayer didn't work. Also, they were scared because at that time, the soldiers in that country, in that part of Berlin, didn't want people to come to church, didn't want people to pray, just like in some countries now. And so we're really nasty to people. One woman who used to go, her children were taken away from her because um, uh, she was part of this, this prayer It was awful, but they continued to pray every Monday night. And then the minister put out a notice. Next slide. Now, you may not be able to understand this, but you might be able to. It's in German, because this is Berlin's in Germany. And uh, the first bit is, uh, if I'm pronouncing it right, Nikolai Kirscher, or St. Nicholas Church. And then underneath, open for all. What do you think that means? Yes? Open for all. Brilliant. Yes, it does mean that. And so he welcomed people. And the the soldiers, the authorities didn't like that and started to have more threats and, um, and started to barricade, sort of make people so they couldn't get to the church. But people did come to the church. And the prayer meeting grew and grew and grew. And uh, next slide. And so uh, in the end, on uh, one particular night, the 9th of October, 1989, which was uh, 25 years and one month ago, 8,000 people gathered in St. Nicholas Church. And lots of other churches in the town opened as well. And people were praying. In the end, there were 70,000 people, all who gathered they didn't know what was going to happen because the soldiers, the authorities had said, we're going to uh, stop you by all means. And they didn't know whether they'd be beaten up, shot. The hospitals had got ready to receive all of these people. They were scared, but they kept on praying. And as these 70,000 people went through the town, do you know what the soldiers did? They just stepped aside miraculously. And later they're asked why. And they said, we were ready for anything. If they'd have come at us with violence, we knew what to do. But they came at us with candles. Like these candles. Here in this bunker. With candles and with prayer. We didn't know what to do. And so they just stepped aside. Things were changing because of prayer. That was on the 9th of October, 25 years ago. And then on the 9th of November, does anybody know what day it is today? Yes, LB. It's not quite the 10th. It is the 9th. And so 25 years ago today, what they'd been hoping for and praying for, the Berlin Wall... Next slide. Was knocked down. Can you see 
there's an ugly wall and, the, and part of it's coming down there and everybody's gathering round and rejoicing. They could actually meet with their friends, meet with their family for the first time. And the, on the BBC, there was a report that said, did a prayer meeting really bring down the Berlin Wall? The power of prayer. And today, and there's a program tonight on the, the TV and there'll be others about the coming down of the Berlin Wall. Rejoicing. How good was that? Can you imagine if you hadn't seen your, your family or friends for all that time? Let's uh, be happy. Yes, we've gone to that one. And the Church of the Reconciliation, the Church of Friendship, do you remember what uh, I said about it early on, that had been knocked down? It was rebuilt. And they, they included this. And those nails are from Coventry, Coventry Cathedral, which had also been destroyed in the war. In the war. And so they, uh, they built it with that. And next slide. And that is the new church of reconciliation, new church of friendship, built on the same site. The wall's gone now, but you can go and visit it and continue to pray for peace. And it was made, some of it was made from mud, compressed mud from, uh, from the Berlin Wall. And so uh, this terrible wall, war, no, wall, was, uh, was made into a wonderful church. The power of prayer. How wonderful that is. And still today, there's much need for prayer for peace. There's much need for prayer for hope. Because sometimes there's national things that are bad and, and there's wars and rumours of wars. But there's also, in our own lives, whoever's fallen out with somebody... Whoever's fallen out with somebody. There's some very good brownies. Very good. And, um, and the adults, look how good the adults are. They've never fallen out with anybody. I think... <laughs> don't say that, John. Yes. Yes, you've got a question? Who has fallen out with anybody? Oh, sorry, I didn't make myself clear. And sometimes, okay, you can put your hands down. Sometimes we can imagine that's like this Berlin Wall. We, we make a wall around and say, I'm not going to speak to them. I'm not going to be nice to them. They've hurt me. And uh, also, you know the sort of thing, don't you? And so in our own lives, there can be things a bit like the Berlin Wall. Well, now we're going to pray. And we're going to pray that... On the big things like the Berlin Wall, and there, there are other walls like in Israel which are, are bad, that we can pray against them, but also in our own lives, that we don't make walls, we don't make hate, we make reconciliation, we make friendship. And I'm also going to read out the prayers from the prayer book. So can we put our hands together and pray? Lord God, we thank you for that prayer meeting which was just a few people who prayed for the Berlin Wall to come down. And then it did. We thank you, Lord, that that wall is now down and that friends can talk to one another, family can meet with each other. Thank you, Lord. And we pray against other troubled parts of the world 
where there's all those talks of war and hatred and misery and death. We pray, Lord, against that. Help us to pray against those things and help us to pray for peace and love and joy. But Lord, forgive us when we build like a Berlin Wall of of nastiness, of unfriendliness. Forgive us, Lord, when we do that. Help us to forgive. Help us look to love one another. Help us to look to be kind to one another so that those bad walls are just knocked down and we can be friends with others. May, Lord, there be reconciliation. May there be friendship. May there be love.